and hello everyone welcome i got a snoring dog next to me um but i'm gonna record an episode today and talk about the evolution of the web gone from web one to web two now to web three and i have a theory and kind of came from this podcast i listened to with joe rogan and a guy who is trying to take down google um his name is robert epstein and he's the founder of Brave, so highly recommend you change your browser. And I'm going to get into how monopolizing the web has turned to Web 2, and then now the monopolization of Web 2 is turning to Web 3 and decentralization fully. So that being said, we're going to get after it. But first, uh, a moment to say thank you to VinoVest. You know, VinoVest is great. I really love it. Um the wine market is so incredible because it has one third the volatility of the regular stock market, but it has 10.6 annualized returns over the past year. And you can invest in wine and you can hold the wine, you can buy the wine, you can sell the wine, and heck, you can even drink it. It's as easy as uh, drinking your favorite red. <laughs> I'm a Pinot Noir guy, uh, but. You know, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of VinoVest. It's something that's tangible. It's an asset that's always going to keep growing and it's going to keep progressing as you invest. Um, I'll leave the link uh, in the description of the podcast, but uh, it's going to be zen.ai slash the weekly scoop. And that being said, start investing today with VinoVest. All right, guys, let's get after it. And hello everyone, welcome. Uh, sorry, I was gone last week. I was in Austin, Texas, uh, doing a little trip, and uh, got back on Thursday. And I was gonna record Friday and post some Friday. Man, I felt terrible. <laughs> so I I took the day off uh, from work and I took the day off from recording. And um, yeah, it was just I needed to catch up on sleep and just catch up on my body. Uh, so always remember to take care of yourself before trying to take care of other people. Um, it's really important. So um, <clears throat> I got this idea when I was, oh man, I think I was like cooking or something. I was talking, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I was listening to a podcast on the way to Austin. Um, and the episode was about um, the internet. And it was a Joe Rogan episode, uh, which I don't really care what your thoughts are about Joe Rogan, if you hate him or not. I respect him as an individual because he's just a curious mind. So, you know, it's just, I think Joe Rogan deserves just better. He just deserves more respect. Um but, you know, I'm also a guy that preaches like, you know, as the Catholics or Christians call it, love thy neighbor. Uh, so, you know, that's 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 where I'm at with things. Um, so, you know, that being said, um, the Joe Rogan episode was with this guy. His name was Dr. Robert Epstein, I believe. Um, and he is a guy that pretty much like is trying to take down Google, which, why would someone try to take down Google? Google's my search engine. Google is this. Google is that. 
Google is a fraud, and I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it out there. Um, Google is a fraud um, because they they take things and they take your data, they take your search history, and they sell it. And they sell it to advertisers. They sell you to advertisers. Now think about that for a minute. Your data is being shared to manipulate you into buying consumer goods. And like I've always said, you can blame capitalism. But have you taken a look at like what exactly... Uh, corporations are doing to you because capitalism by definition is free market like it's a free market the problem is though capitalism has been ruined to the certain extent of corporations are greedy and corporations are using you for their own financial benefit whether it's you work for corporations whether it's you consume from corporations it's all centralization so dr robert epstein uh, he's an author, professor. He taught at, I believe, Stanford. Uh, he's a senior research psychologist at the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology. He's a nonprofit, nonpartisan. So it's a that's a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization that offers data regarding the power of Google and other big tech companies. So he goes on to discuss like pretty much Google censoring and dissenting opinions online and swaying outcome of elections. Like, it's true. Facebook decided the elections in the past probably decade or so. Like, Facebook did that. They've always done it. You know where Facebook donates their money? The Democratic Party. You know where Facebook sends all their content? For the Democratic Party. Who do they censor? Republicans. Who do they not censor? liberals and democrats it's true data will show and and there's no and the democrat party has no shame in accepting millions of dollars from facebook from google from all these big tech companies um and they have no shame in censoring pretty much they never censored liberals. If you see who they censor, it's always libertarians, uh, right-wingers, and people that pretty much aren't liberal. Uh, I've been shadow banned on YouTube because I mentioned the word vaccine. I've been shadow banned on Instagram for mentioning, you know, truths about any vaccine-related um, news. Uh, unfortunately... I have a loved one. I unfortunately have a loved one close to me that um, was affected by the vaccine uh, that has permanent damage, you know, lesions in her brain because of that. And she posts about it. I repost sometimes. And she gets shadow banned. I get shadow banned. It's it's tough. And that's Instagram, a.k.a. Facebook, a.k.a. Meta, because now they want to be a part of the metaverse. We've had presidents warn about um, 
industri- like industrial revolution leaders. In fact, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm looking up a quote right now. I believe it was Dwight Eisenhower. Just taking a quick look, see if this actually pops up too. Also, DuckDuckGo is owned by Google, just so you know. Sorry, I'm just looking at this real quick. I should have this prepared. I don't think it's this one, but yet in holding scientific research and discovery and respect as we should, we must be alerted to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of the scientific technological elite. That was from Dwight D. Eisenhower. Um, Yeah, like this is a guy that was a president of our country and he warned about the scientific elite, the tech elite, you know, the industry the industry, um, industrial revolution elite, you know, um, and it's just like, it's planted its roots at this point. So, you know, when, when you have presidents that are forewarning, you know, decades in advance about, you know, 1% and, and centralized power and stuff like that, that's, that's a problem. So, and what Robert Epstein talks about too is, you know, he talks about how, you know, he's gone after Google and then, um, he's had politicians, you know, say to him, Hey, you know, something's going to happen to you. Like something bad is going to happen to you and nothing bad happened to him. But a few weeks after his trial, his wife died and his wife died in a car accident. Which, I mean, that that could be circumstantial. That's like, oh, well, you know, that that sucks. But, I mean, you never really know. Um, You know, it's just, it could have been a freak accident. And that's what the, you know, the diagnostics said on the car or whatever. But the the weird thing was, uh, Robert never got his car back. Like, he could never, like, the car got put in the shop. And then all of a sudden, he tried to go pick up the car, obviously, because it was totaled. But... He wanted to know. He wanted to assess the damages and everything, but he didn't get to do that because the car was sold to Mexico. See what I'm saying here? <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you see what I mean here? You see the issues now. This man, his wife died, and he was just trying to, you know, do what everyone else does after a car accident and figure things out. But somebody already sold the car that was his. It was his car. Like, it was his car. It was his wife's car, too. And it was sold without his consent, permission, whatever. And I don't think he even saw that money, either. 
So try and tell me that Google isn't suspicious. That the internet isn't suspicious. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Who do they block? They block people that have a different mindset from other people. And that's the thing, like, you know, when I talked about my podcast being on, like, the top 11 podcasts on Newsly, I was with Andy Frisella. His podcast is very libertarian and very anti-COVID vaccine and it's very um, anti-elites. It's very anti-government. He gets shadow banned all the time. He gets shadow banned all the time. Like, think about that. This man is worth so much money. He probably pays Facebook a lot of money to run ads. And he gets he gets shadow banned whenever there's just any controversial um, things being said. Which is fucking ridiculous. And I'm spirited because of that. Because I believe in I believe in just freedom. Like that's the thing. I believe in the freedom to pursue what you want to pursue. And now that crypto's being tampered with, when the reserve's trying to make a digital coin so they can track your transactions, they can track your trades, they can track everything. We're trying to move from decentralization to centralization, which crypto was meant to be decentralized. It was meant for freedom, freedom of transaction, freedom of purchase, freedom of income. So we don't have to be glued to a desk nine to five and all the bullshit. If people want to be controlled, they can be controlled. That's fine. I refuse. So, I kind of went off on a tangent, but here's my theory about Web3 and why it was originally created. The Web3 creation was the consequences of the elite trying to monopolize everything. Because the elites control oil, they control big pharma, they control media, they control tech. How do they control tech? Well, they probably control tech from the top down. They probably invested a lot of money in those people. And they probably told them, hey, censor. Censor and control the minds of billions of people. That's what that's what the rich are doing to big tech. That's what they want to do. And most people will allow it because most people are sheep and they like to be controlled. I do have a psychological hunch that people just enjoy being controlled. And that's the thing. <sighs> but. So. <clears throat> I. Uh, so I think that web web one was monopolized. And then web two was meant for good. And then web two was monopoli- monopolized. And then, like, Web3 is created, and now Web3, they're trying to control. So, I'm going to get into that. But first, uh, a sponsor a note. 
or uh, just thank you to Zencaster. And good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Scoop. But first, uh, a thank you to my sponsor, Zencaster. Uh, they've done so much for me, and I think you should create an account with them. Or if you have an account, upgrade to their Pro uh, series. And I say that because they offer the best audio and video quality, you know, 1080p HD, 16-bit um, WAV audio. It's, I mean, it's just the best and you can have unlimited guests you know it's just better than trying to record on like zoom or any other platform that has like video communications involved um it's just really helped me utilize guests and get high quality video to publish on youtube or twitch or whatever the case may be so that being said you should sign up using my promo code go to zencaster.com pricing and enter promo code the weekly scoop one and you'll get 30 percent off your first three months so that's z-e-n-c-a-s-t-r.com and then use promo code the weekly scoop one that being said guys let's get after it and that being said let's get let's get back to it so the monopolization of web one started with <clears throat> the creation of search engines. So web one was created by computers and computers didn't really have anywhere to go off of in terms of like online database. So that's where web one comes in. The creation of Google, the creation of uh, Microsoft search, um, the creation of uh, Bing, um, Let's look at some Web One <coughs> companies. I'm trying to see what all the Web One companies are. Um, no, there we go. So Web1 refers to the first stage of World Wide Web evolution. Earlier, there were only a few content creators in Web1 with a huge majority of users who are consumers. So personal web pages were common, consistent of mainly of static pages hosting ISP-run web servers or on free web hosting services. So that was um, Yahoo, Microsoft, Google. Um. I think Bing was one. I think Firefox was one. Um, I think that... Where were the other ones? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I can't find the uh, original Web1 companies. But, you know... Firefox, I think, was actually sold off because um, if you listen to the podcast, the Joe Rogan one, um, Firefox was sold off, being stuck around. Um, Yahoo is still Yahoo, but it doesn't really get as much uh, traffic. Um, but the thing is, you had multiple search engines that you could have gone to, right? You know, you had, oh, Internet Explorer, duh. 
<laughs> I forgot about that one. Uh, Internet Explorer, you know, that was another original one. Um, I guess like Safari might have been one too with the Apple iPhone and then the Mac and stuff like that. So you had, um, you know, username, password, web page, stuff like that. But then Google started slowly taking over and, you know, Bing started losing market share. Then Mozilla Firefox sold off. And then Internet Explorer, I mean, it's barely around. I'm I'm surprised it's still around. I guess because it's one of the first. So, like, you have to go to Internet Explorer, I think, to be able to look things up still or be able to go to websites. So it's probably for the more older generations. Um, and then you have... Um, Bing, which Bing is still around, but Bing is nowhere near the size of Google and nowhere near the size of like Yahoo and stuff. Because, I mean, Yahoo was able to evolve. Google obviously has evolved into a monopoly. Um, I mean, it's, it was those kind of engineers that kind of took up all this market share and then you know, people were creating web pages, people were creating just like content, you know, you had Wikipedia, like Wikipedia came in its own, but then Wikipedia lost credibility when people could just go in there um, and, and change, you know, any sort of information they want to. Um, and then that created Web 2.0, where social media was was pretty much the basis of everything um social media became kind of like our main method of knowledge sharing and uh our method of you know the web communication um worldwide web communication and then so the original web two companies were myspace um facebook um, MySpace, Facebook, <clears throat> I guess Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Um, I'm trying to think of other social medias that didn't pan out. Whatever other social medias you thought of were cool that fizzled out. That was Web two. So, um, Web two. What what companies are still around? Well, Snapchat is still around. Facebook is obviously the monopoly of the group because um, Facebook was one of the first uh, after MySpace. MySpace fizzled out, and then Facebook bought Instagram, you know, because Instagram had its run. Um, and... Um, and then Twitter is still Twitter. Uh, it's still owned by, I guess, the same group of people. But the CEO, Jack Dorsey, stepped down. Uh, and Like, there pretty much was... I mean, you have Parler now. Parler's a social media network. I mean, Yahoo, I think, has kind of transformed their Web 1 into somewhat of a Web 2. Um, but... Oh, Reddit's one, Discord's one now. Um, Clubhouse is another social network. Um, it's pretty much like just the 
adaption of of different ways to connect with people without just going to a web page. Now there's mobile applications and just downloading an app on your phone can now you can create <clears throat> this mass participation in connection with people. So, but the thing is Facebook and Google run everything in web too now. Um, and Microsoft. That's the thing about Microsoft. Microsoft, they make computer software, but they've been able to get into web one as a search engine and then get into web two with like <coughs> gaming, social networking, and they've bought so much real estate. Like that's the thing. They own so much real estate with the technology market that they're in so many different spaces that they control web two essentially. Same with Google. If you look at Google's entities, they have so many products and services that they offer there in your everyday life. Um, and then Facebook. Facebook's in your everyday life too, uh, because they buy up different platforms, uh, different technologies and and so on and so forth. So Web2 is pretty much monopolized at this point between Facebook, Google, Microsoft. That's about it. But um, now we're getting into Web3, you know. So Web3. Web3 is supposed to be the decentralization of the Internet. So Web3 is basically cryptocurrency blockchain technology. And it kind of started with Bitcoin. They were the they were the mover, but now you're in the innovators where you have Solana, you have Ethereum, you have so many different aspects. You have staking, you have pooling, you have um, NFTs, you have um, like meta technologies, you have so many different um, platforms. I mean, you have crypto.com, you got Binance, Coinbase, Ripple, uh, Consensus, uh, OKCoin, OK Gemini's, um, the Winklevoss twins. You know, you have Chainlink Labs, you have Kraken, you have Re Recur, you have Bitcoin, um, Polygon. You know, I can go on and on. Uh, Parity Technologies, Alchemy, <coughs> excuse me, OpenSea, uh, Coindesk, MoonPay, Ledger, Stellar, Uniswap. I mean, you have so many different aspects of Web3. And Web3 has only been in, you know, it's only really been in rotation for the past like maybe two years um which is insane and there's already just like more companies less monopolies and and so on and so forth but these big tech companies want to control that they want to centralize web3 they want to centralize crypto and the government loves it because the government wants to track all your you know, transactions so they can tax you and, and you can't get away from it. And it's just a constant cycle of of being glued or being stuck in life, which is why I'm pissed off that the government is flirting with this idea of creating a digital coin for the Federal Reserve, which the Federal Reserve is bullshit. Um, it was created 
by the 1%, and it is created by the wealthy elites so they can control you. And one of these days, I'll share with you a story about the Federal Reserve, how it was created, and how the elites are controlling all of us, how we are pretty much their property, which sucks. Um, And I'm just not going to lay over and take it. Uh, I'm going to find ways to make my life better. And that's what matters the most is how I'm going to get there and get to move forward. But we need to do it through Web3. We need to decentralize. We need to DeFi everything. Because when you have decentralization, you have freedom. In a sense, like you just you have freedom. And that's what's important is being able to do what you want to do, pursue what you want to pursue. Um, whether it's NFTs and artists and being able to not sell out to an industry brand or be controlled by the wealthy elites into like making songs about unhealthy habits or trying to keep people down in a sense. Um, if you want to get into finance, but you don't want to be a part of JP Morgan and suck the living life out of people and make sure that they're poor forever and squeeze the middle class even more, maybe get into like governance and DAOs and be a part of a political entity without having to hurt people. Because it doesn't have to be this way. There doesn't have to be cruelty. There doesn't have to be pushing people down to get to the top. It doesn't have to be this way. You can pursue what you want to pursue. But it starts with unveiling the mask of the wealthy elite. And... We can't let Google, Facebook, and other big tech monopolize NFTs or monopolize Web3. Because if they do, that's how they keep winning and that's how they keep pushing us down. That's how they keep controlling the information that we see and controlling what we're allowed to be. And that, my friends, is where... I'm going to stop today, but thank you for tuning in. I'm going to have an episode on Friday, a little meditation for you guys. I'm also going to interview someone. Um, She's into TikTok and she's into crypto. So we're going to talk about NFTs and crypto and stuff like that next week. (coughs) But uh, keep, keep you posted on this meditation episode. Have a great rest of the day. Keep winning the life. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, uh, thank you for listening. Also, like and follow this podcast on Apple, Spotify, whatever you listen to. Um, but this episode is also sponsored by Newsly. Um, the Newsly app is uh, a platform that will speak articles to you. So they read articles to you in a human voice. So all you have to do is just listen. You don't have to read. You just listen, uh, which is awesome.
but they also have, you know, podcasts on podcasts and the weekly scoop is on there. They put us in their blog on top 11 business podcasts to listen to, which I am so thrilled and honored to be a part of. Um, so thank you, Newsly. Thank you for your support. Give them a, give them a follow, check out their platform, use code SC00P, that's scoop with two zeros, and you'll get, I think it's one month premium free. Um, so yeah, go check it out, guys. Thank you.